0: Hey, welcome to a very special, and I mean special, special, special edition of the History Through Film podcast. Now, right up front, I got to tell you, I'm joined by Alex Winkler. Alex, how are you doing?
1: Doing well after last night, but also a a bit not sure what to feel.
0: Not exactly recovered yet, have you? Not quite. Okay, so spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. I got to get that up front. Spoilers. You read it in the description. This is the first time we've ever really done this. Uh, We went to go see Avengers Infinity War last night, separate showings. uh, And then we kind of uh, got together this morning and we're going to do a podcast to talk about this because I think this movie deserves to have an immediate reaction podcast uh, for our listeners. Now, obviously, if you have not seen this movie yet as of you know Friday, today, uh, when it comes officially, when it comes out, got to go see that movie first. Don't let our review or discussion here spoil it for you check this out on Monday or Tuesday or Sunday or Saturday or whenever you see the movie. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to digest, so let's just dive right into it. What was your first reaction, Alex?
1: I, my, my first reaction was, you know, we talked about this before, like we left it kind of like we left the theater for the last Jedi kind of wondering like, what in the world did I just see? Like I'm still trying to comprehend, um, Just one, you have the the vastness of the characters, but it is not by the book. It is complex. The villain is complex. Um, Everything about it is different.
0: It is. And in fact, that's exactly what I kind of compared it to when I walked out of The Last Jedi. I was like, hmm, okay, let me take a little bit to process that. Uh, this one was, you hear things about this movie. I heard a little rumblings about when the movie was over, the audience just sat there. That literally is what happened in our sold-out theater. People just sat there. Now, of course, some of them are sitting there just waiting for uh, maybe the post credit scene, but it was dead silence. <laughs> Nobody was saying anything. People were just kind of sitting there staring at the screen going, okay, what just happened? And um, so that is a feeling as far as an Avenger fan goes, that I've never had before, and uh, in fact, today or this morning, I said to a student, "I said uh, this Avenger films makes the last two Avenger films feel like a Mickey Mouse cartoon."
1: Oh, absolutely! This is dark. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's one. It's not a film for a younger kid. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. It is. I don't think it is. It's it's a dark, dark. I mean, okay. Here's your first spoiler within the first five minutes of the film, Loki is choked out in front of you.
0: Yeah, that's uh, yeah. So let's let's get into that because uh, real quickly, you know, I don't know how deep we'll go into the exact plot because Mm -hmm. I still have to process some of the things that exactly were happening in the film. But it does start off right at the end of Thor Ragnarok, and if you stuck around for that post-credit scene, you know that the ship that the Asgardians and Thor and you know everybody was in. Uh, Basically, they were escaped. That's like the end of uh, Asgard. uh, Asgard. And then, of course, this huge giant ship shows up behind them, and that is Thanos' ship, or one of his ships. Um, And that's exactly where this movie picks up, because the ship is destroyed. You see carnage of most everybody laying around. Um, One thing that you don't see, though and um, are some of the main characters from Thor Ragnarok. And I think that was purposely done, uh, you know, Korg and the Valkyrie and uh, Meek, the three characters at the end of Thor Ragnarok, uh, you know, the lady and the rock monster and so forth. They may be safe, you know, perhaps we learn that they escape, but that's that's beside the point. Uh, Thanos is there. And you're right, within the first five minutes of the film... We lose my arguably favorite character. I mean, if you're going to talk about the complex and the brilliant Tom Hiddleston as Loki, gone.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's dead. I mean, well, he's been dead before. Yeah. As Thor brings up later, but he looks
0: Yeah, dead, basically dead. when Thanos says there's no, going to be no resurrection this time, uh, I think you can almost take his word for it. And I think it makes sense. I mm-hmm. mean... Loki is a fantastic character. Uh, you know, how how long can you keep that complex dynamic with he and Thor for, you know, how many films? Mm-hmm. That was a shocker right up front. And that was like, that was me going, okay, I take it, everything's off the table. Yeah, I had a feeling that there are some disposable characters in this film, but I had no idea that Loki would be gone within the first five minutes. Um, and then, of course... Um, uh, his other friend, uh, the, uh, oh gosh, I'm so bad Hindle. at this. Yeah. Yeah. Hindle. Hindle. Thank you. Uh, gone too. And, but those, th- that's kind of the emotional. So when you think that, you know, the first two minutes, mm-hmm. those or first five minutes, those two characters are gone. You're thinking, okay, I can relax a little bit. No, the stakes, you don't know who's going to go. And you, you get this feeling of dread throughout the whole film that at any moment Thanos, Could take anybody out Mm -hmm. and practically does. Um, So, obviously, this movie is about the collection of the Infinity Stones um, and how they manipulate all these characters into one storyline. I thought worked really well. Uh, You know, bringing in all the original. Avengers bringing in, of course, the characters from Wakanda and then, of mm-hmm. course, the Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: Yeah, I thought they did a really nice job of, of piecing everyone together. Um, and the pairings that they came up with, I thought were really good because I mean, you'll see in this in this film. Obviously, if you've seen it, you know this. Um, and if you haven't seen it, you're listening to the stop right now. Uh, yeah. But uh, the pairings are great. Um, you know, you see uh, Doctor Strange with Iron Man, and they they you know they butt heads the whole time because they're both kind of that smart alecky type, the the very cocky, overconfident.
0: Well, it never uh, met at this point. Never too. Met. Um, yeah.
1: And It was it was great. Uh, my favorite pairing though is thor and rocket of course um i would love a thor and rocket film
0: yeah i saw somebody tweet that out one critic had said something like that um as far as uh getting those two together would be great you know thor chris hemsworth is thor i you know i don't know if you're gonna get rid of thor which could happen I, you know i don't know how you're gonna replace some of that comic timing that he has
1: it's going to have to be years before they try to do a reboot of Thor. Yeah. I mean, his his portrayal of the character is fantastic.
0: Well, and some of the things that stood out to me and I kind of tweeted them last night when I, (laughs) I tweeted out my review of, uh, Avengers affinity war, as soon as I had some time to think about it. And I think I said my review, Thanos, 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 like five times, one for each stone, of course. Um, and then I said Spider Man and the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think those are the three standout characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, Guardians mm-hmm. as a collective whole. Three standout characters from this whole film. We finally have our Marvel Spider Man.
1: Yeah. Oh, he's, he, this, this Spider Man is, you know, I, I grew up in the Tobey Maguire. That's the first yes. like real superhero movie I watched yep. was the Tobey Maguire Spider Mans. Um, loved the first two. Not sure what happened in the third uh toby mcguire spider-man wasn't a fan of andrew garfield um but then um you know this this reboot finally i think has it right
0: he's got uh and you know not to discredit the other spider-mans because i think there's something great about all of them on all the different portrayals but tom holland um as spider-man not only does he fit the age because spider-man really is a teenager But the emotional weight that he brings, because not only is he new, but you almost find yourself as an audience member thinking, "Okay, here's a kid caught in a man's war, if you want to call it that, you know, Uh, and they they actually talk about that. I mean, they you know, Tony, as a mentor, brings that up uh, in a particular scene where Spider-Man ends up with uh, Doctor Strange and Iron Man on an alien ship. Um, But then uh, as we see later on, you know, there is a real Kind of emotional punch in the gut mm-hmm. uh, involving Spider-Man and uh, Iron Man uh, later in the film. So um, I don't know. I, you know, like I said, I, I don't want to really go through the whole plot as far as what happened. And it's a basically everyone's looking for the stones to try to keep them away from Thanos. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that we got from the trailers that everyone was pretty much anticipating was vision. The stone that he has in his forehead was going to be one of the first to go. And I found that as I was expecting that I thought it was great how they drew his character out. In other words, vision had a much bigger role than I thought he would have.
1: He did have a much bigger role. um, And you know, his, his dynamic with Scarlet witch uh, throughout the whole film is, is kind of interesting to watch. Um, You see it twice where, um the I the love interest, if you will, between, you know, uh Peter Quill or Star Lord and Gomorrah, but then also between um Vision and Scarlet Witch, and both of them are faced with potentially having to end the life of the one that they love. Yeah. Um and you see that happening the same basic plot, um, cause we find out that Gomorrah knows where another infinity stone's at. Um and so the division one, especially that that Wakanda scene, which, by the way, the Wakanda battle yeah. scene is out of this that world. Was, it was insane.
0: Um, that was like a you know what that reminded me of. It was a combination of, of course, an Avenger film and like uh, World War Z. Yeah, you know, the quick moving like zombies. Uh, everyone just is- <laughs> just like you know. Just hordes. But anyways, go ahead. But yeah,
1: Vision's character, um, you know, we don't know a ton about it in Age of Ultron. I just no. i felt like it was there, but it was always like, okay, what is he actually about? Because um, we see a little bit of that. Um, but then, yeah, by the time Infinity War is over, you kind of, you see his, his personality, his character come out. Um, it doesn't end well. Um,
0: no, no. But it ends a uh, little differently than maybe I thought it would. It's with not this, just removed. Yeah, what it's is. not just removed, and then you know the first fifteen minutes of the film. And so I thought that was I thought that was done really well. Um, you know, I know I know we're kind of hopping around, jumping around different uh, directions here. I thought it was interesting. Uh, one thing that my daughter said when she, uh, she really liked it too when we walked out, she's like, "I really," I, she really likes Hawkeye. She's like, "I, I really like Hawkeye." Where was he again? And I said, "Well, do you remember they talked about how?" He and Scott, uh, Paul Rudd's Mm Ant-Man, are on house arrest. So this brings up an interesting point um, that uh, I just had to remind myself of. You know, Ant-Man and the Wasp comes out this summer. Where are these guys at? Well, Ant-Man and the Wasp takes place right before um, Infinity Wars events and then ends up during Infinity Wars events. So Ant-Man and the Wasp, I have a feeling that at the end of that film – you're going to see something happen Mm -hmm. that may, you know, obviously affect that outcome of that film, but also is going to bleed right into the next Avengers as well. Um, Who knows if, you know, Scott disappears or um, uh, if the Wasp disappears. Um, One other thing that was said, uh, or one other thing that I read about is the idea that apparently the, snapping of the fingers um, would not affect a certain area of the micro macro space you know that uh, Ant-Man can venture to so uh, that would be kind of an interesting uh, plot point as well
1: yeah I think we'll see Ant-Man and the Wasp I think we'll see Hawkeye again Um, I know Hawkeye wasn't the most beloved original yeah. group in the Avengers. I always liked Hawkeye. Yeah. Um, I just thought he was a cool guy. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be, I well, cause if you look at who's left standing at the end of the film.
0: Okay. So let's talk I mean, about that. Um, like I said, we're jumping all over the place. Uh, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Okay. Um, you have the original core of the mm-hmm. Avengers there. You have Iron Man. Who Thor. I thought was going to die. Yeah. I thought, I, I thought Tony was gone too. Uh, Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, Hulk, Black Widow. There are the five right there that are the core key members of the Avengers right up front. The rest of them, with the snap of a finger that Gamora had talked about, uh, really changes the whole landscape of the Avengers as half the universe is wiped out. So you see some of these characters that somewhat disintegrate almost Mm -hmm. like turn to ash Mm -hmm. and we lose falcon we lose winter soldier we lose spider-man we lose dr strange we lose all of the guardians except rocket Mm -hmm. and um uh gamora's sister can't think of her name uh mechanical oh um um, she's there yes (laughs) dang it um and I mean pretty much everybody is wiped out a Black Panthers wiped out okay now let's that be, one l- let's be real um some of these characters they're have gonna, sequels mm-hmm. they're okay. gonna come back Yes. they're
1: gonna have there's gonna and there's gonna have to be some way to reverse
0: Scarlet Witch has gone too and of course vision vision looked like he is dead mm-hmm. okay he's basically like you know half man half computer who was evolving. Uh, his body didn't disappear. He literally had this stone ripped out of him. He's dead. I think he's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, Gamora is another question. What do you think?
1: I I thought Guardians of the Galaxy were going to return. Um,
0: there is a three.
1: That's that's I was I think we were all under the assumption and understanding that there was a third. I think it'd be hard pressed to do a Guardians of the Galaxy without Gamora.
0: Yeah, um, it would. There's a couple of things about all these deaths. One, we know some of them are coming back. Two, some of them can't come back because you can't keep um, the one you of You Can't keep the cycle. Yeah, you, of, one oh, of the one of the cri- yeah Dad one of the back. criticisms of the earlier Marvel films is like he's dead, he's back, he's dead, he's back, and that's what makes this one so unique, shocking, and enjoyable. Is that I'm sorry, but you're going to have to lose some of your heroes. Um, something else that's interesting too that I read about is um, you know Thanos says. Um, to Iron Man before he stabs him. Uh, basically he says something like, you know, will they remember you? And that's an interesting line because uh, not just, you know, oh, let's remember Iron Man and his sacrifice, but as some of these characters are disappearing, will there'll be some kind of alternate universe where they never existed? Mm-hmm. That would be kind of interesting. So, you know, at the very end of the film, when Captain America is sitting there and he's like, oh, God, I mean, to me, I may be looking way too much into this, but he could be he could be reacting to what just happened or he could be also reacting to maybe all of a sudden he's not remembering who some of these people were uh, that just disappeared. I don't know. Maybe yeah, I'm looking think, too much into it.
1: I think he was just realizing because if you looked back, um, whenever Thanos went in and killed um, a bunch of people. Those people did exist, but then they died. Look at Gamora's home planet. Um, I think Captain was just sitting there realizing we lost. Yeah, we lost. We lost. The Avengers... Okay, again, spoiler, the Avengers lose Infinity War, at least the first movie. Yes. All right, It's for them, it looks like it's over. Um, The ending was... uh, As bleak. As bleak (laughs) and as... And there it is.
0: It's definitely, it's bleaker than Empire Strikes Back, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, there's, I mean, you just, Thanos smiles at the end, and yeah. it cuts. It's, I mean, it's over, right there. It's over. And, yeah, it, it leaves you like, ah, they they lost.
0: They did. And um, and that's refreshing to see, mm-hmm. like we talked about. Um, a couple other things. That I found interesting is we learned in Thor Ragnarok, at least behind the scenes, that Hulk was going to have somewhat of a three picture arc. Okay, so in this film, we saw, well, we saw in Thor Ragnarok where he, uh, Hulk had a hard time turning back into Bruce Banner. And then in this film, we see how. Bruce is having a hard turn time yeah. turning into Hulk. What's funny about it too, is that's some of the funniest scenes is him trying to turn into yeah. Hulk. And, um, uh, you know, from a Mel perspective, it's almost like somebody who can't perform or something, you know, just that just, it was just so funny. Um, or somebody who's trying to like bulk up and be somebody that they can't, it was so funny, but, um, but that's an interesting character arc because now we're stuck with the idea that, well, Bruce was able to do some things on his own without being the Hulk, which is kind of a, a character growth. But at the same time, um, we're going to see what's going to happen to the Hulk in the next film because, again, Hulk was one of them that survived. Um, and then we talked about um, – well, let's talk about Thanos himself.
1: He's a bad dude. He is he, a bad Bad dude. So,
0: if you were to rank at least your top 10 or top 10 top three villains in the MCU from beginning to now, where would you rank Thanos? I mean,
1: um, well, in terms of most powerful, I mean, he's easily number one. Um, I really enjoy his character, yes, too. Um, it is not just you're another manufactured villain, it feels like for a film that you come in and do whatever you need to do, and then they lose, and it's over. I mean, there you see the personality of Thanos. You see the kind of the struggle that he has with doing some things. Um, you figure out a little bit more as to why he's doing a lot of the things yes. that he's doing, and uh, the dude can flat out mess people up. Yeah, I mean, you see the first five minutes again. There's that scene. Um, it looks like all hope is lost for Loki uh, and Thor, which for Loki it will be um but loki says we have a hulk and out of nowhere here comes the hulk and 30 seconds later the hulk's flat on his face yeah. and thanos had just worked him over
0: that was like a beat down and especially when uh, thanos's little minion he's basically said let him have his fun you know because he he knew he was just toying with with hulk at first um and not only that but i, I mean i would say like some of the greatest villains that have happened recently, like Killmonger and uh, the Black Panther, he was very conflicted. He was driven by his destiny to become, um, you know, uh, king of Wakanda and what had happened in his past. And so Michael B. Jordan, of course, does a brilliant job portraying Killmonger. And you saw a lot of emotion. It's so interesting to see a CGI character done by Josh Brolin as Thanos like actually have some emotion. And mm-hmm. so there are times in this film where you kind of felt a little bit for Thanos, not exactly his overall goal, but just it was a well-fleshed out villain. Finally, we're getting some well-fleshed out villains, not just people doing things just for the sake of doing them.
1: And I, I'm wondering, my, one of my predictions that probably won't come true um, is Thanos having a change of heart in the second one yeah i I think that's a a possible storyline i don't know if it'll happen Uh, i don't yeah
0: i i mean that that would be something that Gamora
1: tugs at his heartstrings so much during the film that i just i don't i think they left the possibility open for something i don't know if that's what they'll do but i think that's what makes his character good is because you leave wondering could he could he? could he turn could Could he he turn
0: back um, it would be interesting. It may be a little cliche, but I don't know. Um, they'd have to do it the right way. Um, two things, though, That before I forget um, that I wanted to mention, that scene with Gamora and Thanos, surprise guest. We had a surprise guest. The Red Skull.
1: Oh, yes. The Red yes. Skull
0: returns. And boy, was that a, a surprise, a huge surprise. I don't know about you, But, you know, I was a Captain America kid when uh, growing up with comics. And I thought there was no better villain than the Red Skull uh, for Captain America. And when he disappeared in the first Avenger, uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, we as, uh, you know, fans have been wondering, will he ever come back? And where did he go? Well, we find out in uh, this film. And it was quite a pleasant surprise to see him. In fact, most of the audience... You know, my daughter didn't really, she was kind of like, looked at me and I go, that's Red Skull. That's Captain America, you know, but uh, there was some light mumbling in the audience when you first see his face because people were pretty surprised. Um, And then the other thing I wanted to mention in another scene was Dr. Strange doing his meditation Mm -hmm. and we saw, you know, he's flickering and flinching and all this and, and we find out that he was trying to look into the future to see the possible outcomes, and there was only one out of like 14 million where they win. He never tells us, of course, what that scenario would be where they win, but there could be a reason why he gives up the stone to save Tony Mm -hmm. when Tony's like, why did you do that? and so, so said
1: He said there's no other way.
0: There's no other way. And, and without going into detail, to us or to Tony, uh, Doctor Strange may have done the one thing that could be a big uh, factor in, of course, the next one.
1: Which, why do we have to wait a year?
0: At least we only idea. have to wait a year. Um, and, you know, again, uh, you know, the Russo brothers, who br- brilliantly d- uh, directed this film, as well as Civil War, Uh, they have said that, uh, you know, the name of the, of the next Avengers film, the reason why it hasn't been given is because it could be somewhat of a spoiler. I've heard rumblings that it is called, uh, Avengers Infinity Gauntlet. Um, so, you know, who knows what that means, but, um. Uh, what about, oh, just came to me. What about the uh, the cameo by Peter Dinklage?
1: Oh, it was very good. I thought that, well, that whole scene is uh, Thor at his finest. Um, Peter Dinklage, his character is oh, awesome. really enjoyable. Yeah, um, it
0: really is because it's something we didn't expect. Again, you heard that Peter Dinklage was in the film. You thought, oh, maybe he's playing like some of these other villains or something. Uh, it was it was, it was was great. He's the, he's the character or his character is the ones who uh, wield or, or they make these uh, like Thor's hammer and make these magical weapons that are powerful enough to kill titans and possibly even gods and so forth. So it was that um, was a pleasant surprise and to see him Thor's too. new weapon, Yeah the,
1: the axe that is uh, created for him, which has the handle of Groot's yes. arm, which was the first time we see Groot do anything. Well, and, in the and, the and whole you kind film. of
0: expected that, you know. I was sitting there thinking, okay, this Groot character is funny. He's like a teenager. He's like my daughter sitting next to me. <laughs> You know, face always in a phone or uh, a video game, but you knew something was going to happen in this. I mean, think about it. If, if Groot didn't do something, you'd be like, what yeah. the heck was Groot even doing there? I understand that he's still growing as a character and, you know, but uh, it was nice to see him do something that actually, you know, uh, contributed to something important in the film as well. Um
1: and of course Thor's weapon they head back to Wakanda from that and uh, that might have been my favorite scene of the whole movie is the all out land battle on Wakanda yes. especially when Thor shows up yeah. um and Thor turns into one bad dude yeah, one, again
0: again um and that's why it's going to be hard to uh, quote unquote kill him off i i hope they don't i mean he's, he's such he's such a good character um uh, what about the? Uh, you know, we talked about what happens in the end. Obviously, he snaps his fingers. He there's a there's a An strange yeah. kind of scene where he Thanos has like this vision of Gamora as a child. And basically, doesn't she ask him, like, you know, how was it? Mm-hmm. Did, like, you, did you do it? Yeah. Did you do it?
1: What, and then what did it cost?
0: Yeah, what did it cost? And he says everything, right? Mm-hmm. And there you get another kind of emotional uh, insight into Thanos where, yes, he's a villain. He's a bad guy. But he's a, he's a villain that has a consciousness. He thinks he's doing the right thing. But obviously, you know, he's killing our heroes. So we can't have him do that. Um, and then we go back to Thor, uh, asking him, what did you do? Did you notice the gauntlet on his hand? Mm-hmm. It was like completely burned up yeah. uh, as if it was damaged or it was just like, that's just the reaction of him snapping his fingers. Uh, I thought that was really interesting too. You should have went for the head. Yeah, I was like, ah, oh, you know, and then everybody knew exactly what he was going to do. And that's where people started disappearing. Um, that kind of brings us to the end credit scene where we see it, during the events of what just happened with you know half the universe being wiped out, Nick Fury and, you'll have to forgive me, but the other uh, agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. are in their SUV. They get kind of cut off by a car that, that wipes out. They get out to make sure the person's okay, but there's nobody there. And then all of a sudden chaos starts breaking out where a helicopter just loses control, smashes into a building. The other agent looks at uh, Nick Fury and she's like Nick and she starts disappearing. Nick uh, talks about, you know, to contact somebody. It's like contact base and tell them, you know, like red alert or something like that. So I'm just paraphrasing here. Pulls out this uh, kind of communication device was, he's able to press the button before Nick Fury himself starts to disappear into like an ash-like form. Falls to the ground, we see it sending, 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 dot, 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 dot. And then all of a sudden we get a emblem, which is going to be the emblem and is of Captain Marvel. And this is the film that comes out in March 2019, I believe, with Brie Larson. Mm -hmm. And uh, much like my daughter was like, who is Captain Marvel? And I said, well, Captain Marvel is a character who is part of this universe It's got to be set in the 1990s is when this film takes place. She's like a Air Force pilot, but most of the film kind of takes place in space. And she is a character that is very similar to like Shazam from the DC universe. But she's also Shaquille O'Neal Shazam. Yeah. Shaq. Yeah, Shaq. Except she plays defense. (laughs) Okay. Okay. but she and I think I could be mistaken, but I think she's kind of a uh, a pseudo Superman esque type person as well. Mm-hmm. So she's definitely going to be the key to the next Avengers film, and this is where you're going to get into some possible time traveling type situations. So, you know, the idea is we just already talked about. I don't think all these characters are gone. I mean, we know Spider Man Two is coming out. I mean, or they're, you know, they're filming it. Mm -hmm. We know there's a Guardians of the Galaxy coming out. Uh, They've already talked about a possibility of another Doctor Strange movie. So the idea is that, you know, is this going to happen? I don't know. Who's going to come back? I don't know. But we'll find out soon. And hopefully we'll get some answers in the next Marvel film, or at least in in, um, Captain Marvel, if not uh, Infinity War. So I, so, I got
1: to ask you this because we know some won't return, but of the ones that are living, who do you think standing at the end of the next film
0: um,
1: of the, of the current group that's alive right now?
0: Okay. I I'm thinking Thor. Uh, okay. So I'm thinking from like a Marvel business standpoint. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm thinking Thor, um, possibly Hulk and black widow. I I think Tony and – you know, they talk about how Chris Evans is like, well, he's kind of the least excited about signing another contract. Well, he said he's done. Chris
1: Evans said these are the last movies he's going to make. Yeah,
0: so it it makes sense for him to go. In fact, you know, in the comics, Winter Soldier becomes the new Captain America. Are they going to follow that? I don't know, but I do know that Sebastian Stan – Sebastian Shaw, um, his – his contract is for nine Marvel films, okay? Now, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, some of the Star Wars characters from, like, yeah. Rogue One signed three picture deals, and we know how that ended. But still, um, I, I think that you have to progress into a whole new setup of the Avengers. So I think that Iron Man, it, what's tough about getting rid of Tony Stark is he's such a good mentor for the other characters, mm-hmm. He's a great pop-in character, too.
1: And his his business, I mean, you know, yes. Stark Industries needs yeah. Tony Stark. Yeah. And if you noticed, he talked with, at the beginning of the film, him and Pepper Potts were talking about, okay, what happens if we have a kid?
0: Yes, exactly. Um, so and we know that Pepper's around and that's something else i thought that maybe that would be kind of an emotional punch if something happened to Pepper but Tony was never on earth i mean yeah. it was it was it was great to split up all the characters too again mm-hmm. kind of going all over the place here but it was nice to do that but you know to answer your question i don't know i mean i you know everything that i thought i would see in this film i kind of had some ideas but no like gamora yeah. and and then what happened definitely at the end with everybody disappearing i was like whoa yeah, again, I was sitting there going, okay, Spider-Man's not dead. But I'm also thinking, how are we getting these characters back and which ones will not come back yeah. at all? So that's what we're faced with. Um, what else? Anything else to wrap this up? I think, you know, again, I we didn't exactly flesh out the whole plot. Um, I don't think we need to. Uh, this was more of a, let's just it's discuss a what we saw. Type
1: thing, yeah.
0: <laughs> I am excited to see this again. Um, you know, my first initial tweet, like you probably saw or some people saw, was like, "Well, um, uh, okay, uh, wow, whoa," because that's exactly how I felt. And then when I had some time to think about it, that's where I processed the idea that Thanos is awesome. Spider Man is, gosh, probably one of my new favorite characters of all mm-hmm. time in this series, in the Guardians of the Galaxy, they're just they're untouchable. They're still they are so awesome
1: and they're hilarious. Drax, Drax oh my gosh, Drax We didn't the, even talk about Drax Batista. Drax the unsung comedic hero oh of God. all the films. So funny. I, there's there's no one. I mean, Drax the and then the Rocket and Thor pairing. Yes. is the you could make a comedy just a comedy movie with just Rocket, like, Thor and Drax. Yeah, hanging just like out. Thor
0: Ragnarok comedy type. Um, I and and before we forget, I let's this film is very very funny, uh, and yeah. there's times where you're laughing very hysterically, but then all of a sudden it's very serious again. Mm -hmm. You're like, I mean, it's kind of an emotional roller coaster. I will tell you one scene that sticks out though is when they first, when the Guardians and Tony and Doctor Strange and Spider-Man, they all first meet each other, one of the funniest scenes in the whole film. Where they're, the interaction of, they're trying to figure out who is serving Thanos or who is against, it's so good. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think this was a great balance. Uh, The Russo brothers did the impossible. They took like 20-something characters, and they balanced it out in a well-planned, uh, executed two-and-a-half-hour movie that didn't feel rushed, it didn't feel confusing, had many different settings, but it all made sense, uh, and I'm just ready for the next one, and that last scene with Thanos kind of sitting there, and that small smile forms on his face, you're just like, oh, wow. Wow. Um, ready for more ready for
1: more that I, like it,
0: Yeah. And like I said, I mean, I don't know about you, but the, the audience just sat there.
1: Yeah. I mean, there was just a, I heard someone audibly said at the end of our movie, they just went, what?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, there you go. You know, and that's, that's, that's a great reaction because would you, I would rather have 10 what's than a, Oh yeah, that was good. Yeah. I expected that. And then walk out. Definitely game changer. It was great to see uh, an Avenger film that out, I think, outdid the other ones. I mean, the first Avenger film is always going to be great, but uh, just different tone altogether. It's a different tone. Um, yeah. It's
1: not the same. It's not the same idea. And no, it's a different film, and I don't know if it's fair to compare the first Avengers with Infinity War because it's not. It's, it's not. I mean, the the first Avenger is always going to hold a special place in my heart for me. I, I still think it's might be my favorite superhero movie ever, yeah. just because it's so perfectly done in terms of a superhero perspective but this is a this is a game changer in terms of what can be done um what you can do with your favorite heroes because you can you can kill them and it's, make them disappear yeah it's and,
0: so it's so fun to think of the comic books that i had in a box in my room now as a grown adult seeing them done really well high production great stories in a cinematic universe that really paid off. It was 10 years in the making for this Thanos character to arrive and they did a great job with it. So, uh, well, with that being said, I don't think there's anything more we can say. Um, Again, please check this movie out and I will definitely be seeing it again. I even said to my daughter this morning, let's go see it tonight. I don't think that's gonna happen, but maybe this weekend I might try to fit in another showing. It's so much fun. It's so good. until next time Alex thank you for joining me hey, as glad usual to be here. this was our first uh, his first hour plan I kicked out some of my students into his room because we had to make this happen and we're glad we did uh, so until next time get your tickets go see Avengers Affinity war again because I'm hoping you have seen it if you're listening to this now and until next time we'll catch you on the next episode of history through film